You're listening to the Unveiling Mormonism podcast from PursueGod.org. Join us every Monday as we pull back the curtain on Mormon history, culture, and doctrine. Find more resources to continue the conversation at PursueGod.org forward slash Mormonism. Okay, Bo and KD, as we advertised last week, today we're going to talk about the rebranding of the Mormon church. And typically when you think about churches, you don't think about branding. But the the Mormon church is brilliant at branding. They're brilliant at marketing. Most churches, most Christian churches don't have a marketing department. Very, 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 very few. In fact, I've always thought it's funny that that one of the digs kind of against Christians is that we pay our pastors. And um, like, it's almost like the 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 Mormons are purer and and less I don't I don't know what but then when you think about today's topic of how much branding goes into the Mormon Church I wonder if some Mormons listening to this are going to say that doesn't seem right that we do that but anyway if you Google in fact we're going to encourage our listeners to do this open up Google Maps on your phone or on your on your computer and type in churches near me now Bo KD we live in Utah and so when we do that. I mean, churches pop, Mormon churches, Mormon wards pop up all over the place. If I, if we would have looked at this six months ago, what would be, what would we be seeing on the little icons that signify where all the wards are? Yeah. So for listeners who, who are doing this exercise, what you're seeing right now in, in the search is not what you have seen six months ago. So if you would have done this search six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, you would have seen the same thing. You would have seen a bunch of icons pop up uh, and they would all have an Angel Moroni, right? Blowing on the horn, Angel Moroni. You guys have seen the Angel Moroni on the top of Mormon temples. You would see this red icon and it's the Angel Moroni. Uh, Fast forward to today and you're not seeing that anymore. In fact, when you search for churches near you, and it's a Mormon church, it's now the symbol of a cross. So the, the Baptist church down the street from us and the Mormon ward um, a few blocks from us look identical on Google Maps now. They're both identified uh, with the symbol of a cross, and they're both identified as Christian churches. Now, our Christian listeners are listening to this, maybe, and they're saying, I don't know what the big deal is. That's not real surprising to me. But I think our Mormon listeners are probably going to want to fact check us, check us, right? I mean, don't you think if you were listening to this, <laughs> oh yeah, it, you know, if you didn't yeah. know this, you would be like, there is no way the Mormon <laughs> church is using a cross. So Mormon listeners probably aren't believing us right now. Christian listeners don't know what to think about this, and we're going to talk about why that is in just a minute. I want to make sure we talk about the symbol of the cross and the Mormon church, even just in your experience over the last 35 years. But before we get to that, and that is going to be so interesting, by the way, before we get to that, let's just back up. Let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about the branding of the Mormon church in general. You know, I think people probably don't know that when Joseph Smith started the Mormon church, this was what, 1830, I think is the date? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1830 it, what, in April. He didn't incorporate the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He called it something different. 
Yeah, he, he called it the Church of Christ was the original organization that was established. And then I want to say it was eight years later, they changed it to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, that's also when they published, you know, the first edition of the Doctrine and Covenants and, you know, a bunch of other stuff. But basically, for the first several years in the church's existence, it was known as the Church of Christ. And then they rebranded it to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And that was a revelation, actually, that Joseph Smith claimed to have received from God um, as to the name of the church, which is why it, it was to be called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay, so then Joseph Smith dies in Nauvoo, Brigham Young takes over at least the, the branch that we know. I think Joseph's, was it Joseph's son? took another branch, right, to independence? Is yeah, that there, there are several splinter groups after Joseph dies. Um, Sidney Rigdon, for example, is is in charge of one. And so anyway, there's a, there's various splinter groups um, that form the, the majority of, of Mormons, though, follow Brigham Young. So Brigham Young leads the majority of the Mormon saints uh, west, right? And, and that is his call to take them west. So, so Brigham moves them west, and and during this time, they are known as the Mormons. It's it's a it's a nickname given to these people because of obviously the Book of Mormon. Right, it's the only church that has uh, a book outside of the Bible that they're basically claiming to be written um, by the hand of God and to be their Bible, their scripture, not to replace the Bible, but to be in addition to. So. He takes the saints west, they settle in Utah, and they're known as the Mormons. The government knows them as the Mormons. Everybody knows them as the Mormons for years. Uh, but they're doing something in Utah that the government's not a fan of, which is, drumroll, uh, polygamy, <laughs> right? And so they're practicing polygamy. They are, and we've covered this before on the podcast, but they're receiving a lot of pressure from the U.S. government to um, abolish polygamy and to stop practice. And so... As part of, um, as part of an effort to abolish polygamy, they also make uh, a call to their members to to stop referring to themselves as "quote unquote" Mormon. That was kind of the first time that the church had sort of made this attempt to say, "Hey, guys, we're not Mormon; we're Christian, mm. and we're also not polygamists." So this is this is like late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Is this the time frame? Yeah, bingo. Yep. And, and so, what, 100, 120 years ago, mm. right? 120 years ago, the church does this. And obviously, it doesn't stick, right? Everybody knows them as Mormon. In fact, it's probably one of the most recognizable names out there. Like, you think of prominent brand names, and we'll, we'll get into branding later in uh, today, but you think of prominent brand names like Coca-Cola, right? Pepsi. Uh, Maybe if you think about prominent churches, you think of maybe Baptist church and a Mormon church, right? Like that is, you, that's what you think of when you think of the LDS church, or sorry, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you think of Mormons, right? And so, yeah, for, for the next hundred years, everybody refers to them as Mormons. Every once in a while, the church comes out and reminds everybody, hey guys, don't forget, our name is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They go through a few different logo changes over those years, right? In the 90s, they release the logo 
um, that has Jesus Christ at, at the center of the logo in big, big letters, big all caps letters, right? So it says the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? That's that's the logo that the church has today um, with a bit of a twist, though. So that brings us to 2010, and I'm teaching seminary, and uh, the church comes out with this massive, massive, multi-million dollar marketing campaign called I'm a Mormon. So, Bo, this is... If I've got this right, this is where they were releasing all these commercials. I can't even imagine how much money they spent, but they did commercial after commercial. Of, In fact, I remember being drawn into some of these commercials saying, oh, cool, this is like a family-based commercial. It's like a dad playing catch with his son and things like that. And I'm I'm like, I wonder what this is a commercial for, and it's the Church of Jesus. Well, no, it's, it's, more, it's for the Mormons. I think they would use the word the Mormon right there in the, in the campaign. And then they would say like, it was like testimonials, like I'm a Mormon, right? Yeah, that's right. So the, the big, the big marketing campaign, the big push was to showcase how normal Mormon people were, right? They were trying to get rid of this dogma that the Mormon name ensued or insinuated when people heard the name Mormon, they had a lot of assumptions about Mormons. And I heard plenty of these when I served my mission as, as a Mormon missionary, right? People expected me to uh, have some pretty weird beliefs. They thought that I didn't celebrate birthdays, right? They thought that I might potentially have horns. Um, they always wanted to talk about the magic underwear. There were so many things that, that you got on your mission, right, as a Mormon. And, and so the church made this effort to remind people that Mormons are everyday people, they believe in Jesus, just like you, right? And so they plastered these ads all over Times Square, all over YouTube, all over TV. It was everywhere, right? And it was, I'm Jake, I'm an everyday guy, and I'm a Mormon, right? Like that was the, the goal of, of these campaigns. And, and they, they pumped millions of dollars into it. In fact, as, as missionaries, right, missionaries were asked to share these videos with their, the, the people investigating the church. They, um, they had all of their uh, pass-along cards changed to mormon.org, right? They were sending, that was their missionary site now, was mormon.org. And they, they, they rallied around the, the word Mormon. Um, and, and this was... This was back in 2010, right? So for the next, what is that? Eight eight years straight, they're they're just pumping millions of dollars a year into the name Mormon, reminding everybody that Mormons are normal people, and uh, you can be a Mormon too. <laughs> like that was the goal, right? And then uh, then in 2018, um, a new prophet. What's the word? not takes over, but a new prophet, the, the next prophet comes, comes into, comes into play. Right. And Which, this by is, the way, how does um, that happen, Bo? Does that, did the former one just say, I'm ready to retire and go live in my beach house <laughs> down in Florida? No, the, it's like the Pope, right? The, the, the pro, the, the existing prophet dies. And then it's kind of like the next guy, the next old white guy in line, more or less takes over. Right. So usually it's a pretty old, it's a pretty old white guy at this point. But he has yeah. the ability to change, and it's not—it's not like changing marketing strategies per se. It's—it's it's 
more intense than that. It's like speaking from God, right? Yeah, totally. So, so he comes out. This is uh, the president Nelson, the president of the church. And, and yeah, the, to answer your question, how it works is essentially when when a prophet passes away, then the the next the next person in line who is this what's known as the senior apostle is then unanimously voted in as the president of the church. So it's a little bit different from how, you know, the, all the, all the bishops get together and cast, cast lots. Right. And, and then the lot falls upon the next Pope, essentially. That's um, a little bit different because in, in the Mormon faith, the, the apostles unanimously vote for the senior, senior apostle. Um, so it's just tradition, right? So the next in line becomes the prophet. So the next in line in this case in 2018 was, was, President Nelson, and in one of his first addresses to the church, he gets up and basically discourages the use of the Mormon nickname uh, to the point where he actually says it offends God not to use the name of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's the name that God revealed to Joseph, so why are we not using it more, right? And changes everything, changes Mormon.org, changes the the church's main website, changes the colleges, right? Changes a, a ton of stuff, right? Rebrands them into churchofjesuschrist.org, right? Um, away from mormon.org, he, he, uh, away from lds.org even. They, they, they got rid of that one as well. They rebrand LDS Business College. Um, they, they, I mean, there's so many church properties that they, that they rebrand at this point. Okay, so let me ask you guys a question. So you two are in the ward at this point. You're Mormons, you're loving it, and you're, you hear from your prophet, you hear from your leader to, that you can't call yourselves Mormons anymore. Was that weird for you? Were people like, okay, that's cool? Because didn't you have to say, KD, didn't you have to say, I'm... I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Like, that's a mouthful. It's a lot easier to say, I'm Mormon, or even I'm LDS, but I don't, you weren't even really supposed to say you're LDS, right? Yeah, that's correct. And it was weird because, you know, obviously I lived through, as a young adult, the I Am a Mormon campaign, and it made, you know, us Mormons feel a little bit special. We were excited about that campaign and then to have this switch it was a little bit funny at first because we were all like we're part of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints like it just we kind of would giggle because (laughs) when we would say that to each other because we're like that's way too much nobody's gonna call us that you know and then you slowly over time you start to realize oh he's pretty serious about this like mormon.org changed like bo said and and then it kind of it just shifted, you know, as people, because the prophet is a big deal. He can, he speaks for God. He can change, he can change a lot, um, people's minds basically. So yeah. And it, and a lot of people now do get offended by the word Mormon. Which is so wild, right? They, they literally spent millions of dollars. And I'd love to say it was tithing dollars. We all know though at this point that the church has over a hundred billion dollars in assets, right? Mm-hmm. So like it's not tithing necessarily. But they spent millions, right? Millions upon millions of dollars on on the name Mormon. Um and then did an about face, mm-hmm. right? Ditched the ditched the name Mormon, told all of its members it's offensive to God if you use the word Mormon. So please use the name God revealed to the prophet Joseph. 
And so, yeah, I think I, I would agree with you, Katie. I think for me, I was kind of like eye roll, you know, mm-hmm. not, not in a disrespectful way, mm-hmm. but in more of like a, guys, are we serious right now? Like we just, we just went through this and we were all fine calling ourselves Mormon until the next prophet took over. Like that was just weird to me. It just, and, and I guess the weird thing, Brian, is I don't think God changes his mind like that. Mm. Now, I realize in, in a Mormon's mind, sorry, in a member of the Church of Jesus Christ <laughs> Latter-day Saints right. mind, God didn't change his mind because he revealed to the prophet the name of the church. But it's like, well, the, there was a prophet in charge in 2010 mm-hmm. when they were pumping all this money into Mormon.org, when they were pumping all this money into I'm a Mormon campaign, right. when they were telling all these missionaries to introduce yourself as Mormons. So like in, in, in a matter of months after that prophet passes away, the next prophet takes over, the next prophet gets up and gives a conference talk, it's now offensive to God. Like that just didn't make sense to me, I guess, is what I'm trying to get across. I've, I've been dying to ask you guys this question. How many people in your ward at the time, and this is just one ward, but it, maybe it's representative. Like, did everyone change their language that starting with that day, starting with that, that declaration from the prophet, did everybody stop using the word Mormon? Or was it kind of like, oh, whatever. I mean, we get it. We'll try to, we'll try to be good about it in certain situations, but we still kind of refer to ourselves as Mormons. Yeah, that was that was definitely how it was. You know, at first we were kind of like, "That's a whole mouthful." I don't even want to say that, mm. uh, let alone somebody else referring to us. You know, but over time, it, as President Nelson continually um, preached this message, it did it did get ingrained into our minds that Mormon was offensive. And it is very interesting. It would be a very interesting study <laughs> to see just how quickly a people can shift. It's, it's, it was a little bit strange to see that shift. You know, it's, it's, it, I actually think I've probably offended a couple people by referring to them as Mormon at this point. Mm. And which I'm not intentionally doing. I just, that it's the Mormon church in my mind, right? I was a member of the Mormon church, right? And, and interchangeably, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I don't see those two as different. Um, it's, it's the Mormon church. Uh, now, I, I have a background in marketing and sales and stuff like that, right? Like, and so I, I also see this from a business standpoint. I see this from a marketing standpoint. And uh, I was also just fascinated by this rebrand, because here you have this $100 billion organization or more um, that is basically ditching the last decade of, of all the money they spent on building up the brand recognition in the name Mormon. And they've got such brand recognition in the name Mormon. It was just interesting to see such an about face. And, and um, I've actually read several articles that are written by, you know, uh, marketing professionals who are fascinated by this. Mm. Um, and I like to geek out on that stuff. And so the, in, in fact, there's this one article that was pretty interesting, um, that basically, you know, it, it, it basically goes to like, why on earth would they rebrand? Um, and there's a couple theories, right? One is to, to broaden the appeal of the Mormon church. So to make it feel more Christian, um, and less Mormon, it, it hopefully broadens the appeal. 
Yeah, let's let's talk about that for a second, Bo, because this is interesting to me. When I first moved to Utah almost 25 years ago, Mormons were very clear, very, very clear that they were not a Christian church. They were not a Christian denomination. They couldn't have made it more clear. The prophet at the time went was on the news, was interviewed on 60 Minutes or something like that. He said it in no uncertain terms. It was very, very clear. My neighbors made it very clear. We are not, we would, we would bring people to the to the temple grounds for when, when friends would come into town. One of our stops was the was the temple, Temple Square. And we would, you know, we'd get a tour from the sister missionaries every time we went. Every time we went, they would say, they would usually someone would ask a question, are you guys a Christian denomination? And they would say, No, we're not. We are not a Christian. It was very clear in their script until one day. I brought some friends, and this must have been in the, it was after 2010. I know that it was after 2010. And and the sisters answered that question from someone in the group, and they said, yes, we are a denomination like Baptists and Methodists and Lutherans. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And I pushed back and I, I took the, the, the sisters aside. I'm like, are you, ser- are you being serious right now? Or did they tell you? And they were so innocent. They didn't know. They, they're just saying what they were told to say. I mean, they were 20 years old. So clearly there was a, a move. And I don't know if you guys were aware of this or not, Bone KD, but there was a move towards saying we are a Christian denomination. I don't know if it got all the way down to the ward level or was it just the missionaries who would say that? Uh, a bit of both, I think, but definitely with the introduction of Preach My Gospel, uh, which we can totally do a whole series on Preach My Gospel, but with the introduction of Preach My Gospel, which is the missionary um, lessons, the, the New Age missionary lessons, uh, there was an emphasis there on being Christian, right? And and so, you know, it's it's interesting because the any any brand name, to geek out for a second, any any brand name brings up like a frame of reference, right? And the word Mormon obviously brings up a frame of reference. So so it could be that the that the church's goal was to shift or or alter that frame of reference when you hear the word Mormon. So so Brian, let's try it, right? When you hear the word Mormon, what do you think about? You probably think about the things I was always asked. Do you have more than one wife? Right? Can I see your magic underwear? <laughs> and um <laughs> And, and then it was typically like, you're from Utah, right? And then there's a couple others, right? There's a couple others. But so if, if you're tired of that frame of reference, or if you want to shift that frame of reference into a more broader appeal, then what are you going to do? Yeah, change your branding. Yeah, you're going to change your branding. And so that's, that's what the church has done, right? They, they didn't just emphasize use the name, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They said, stop using the name Mormon right? They rebranded all of their church assets away from the, the word Mormon completely and changed their logo. So the name of the church stayed the same, but the logo changed, right? The logo, you went away from the angel Moroni being the logo mm. of the church, and it turned into um, a picture of Jesus, right? So the, the church's logo is now Jesus with, with an archway over him. And, and then you get to Google Maps, here we go. Yeah. So as part of this rebranding campaign to broaden the appeal of the church to a Christian base here in the U.S. and a Christian base everywhere, uh, and, and to 
to come across as a Christian denomination or as a form of Christianity, what do you got to do? Well, you got to change or, or, or stop using the word Mormon. You got to rebrand all your assets to have Christ or Jesus or Christian in, in all the titles, right? And then you got you to gotta get rid of any logo that doesn't reference something that looks like Christian. Okay, so hold on a second. Uh, I, I could hear a listener who might not be super informed. Maybe they haven't listened to some of our other episodes, and I could hear someone say, well, what's the big deal? They are, they are a Christian church, right? So let's just pause for a second. I want to come back to this, by the way, from your perspective on the cross and all this stuff. But let's just pause just to make sure for the listener who who hasn't heard all the other episodes we've done, give us, Bo, maybe give us your best like two-minute explanation of why Mormons really are not another Christian denomination. They're not just another Christian church. You know, it's it's pretty simple and it's in Mormon doctrine. So so I don't have there's there's no bashing that's gonna happen here. It's just it's it's what Joseph claimed to receive as revelation from God. It's one of the first things he claims God told him is that all of the Christian denominations were an abomination in his sight. That is what Joseph claimed God revealed to him, right? And that God had a work for him to do. That work ended up becoming, and and Joseph's claim is, becoming the Book of Mormon, becoming the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and restoring the original church that they claim was corrupted and fell away. So, so God's words to Joseph, one of the first revelations ever given to the boy Joseph in, in Mormon doctrine is that all Christian denominations are an abomination in the Lord's sight. So that right there is the reason, right, that they, that, that they can't claim to be a Christian denomination. Now, the only, what, what they do claim is that they are the restored church of Jesus Christ. That, that's, that's the claim. And, and it's why, though, it's why for years they would not adopt the cross, right? I, um, no one in a Mormon ward, you will not find anyone wearing a cross, right? You, you just won't see it because forever, right, the Mormon church has denounced the use of the cross as a symbol um, for its religion. In fact, they view it as uh, cruelty, to use the cross as as a symbol for 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 their religion or for God. And so, you know, it's it's interesting, right? Because even even just a year ago, um that this was reiterated in in a conference talk from, you know, one of the most popular Mormon apostles. Uh it was Jeffrey R. Holland um in twenty twenty two. He gave this talk in general conference. So this wasn't just like a BYU talk. This was this was just a year ago, which is which is staggering to me that now there are crosses on Google Maps um where you can find the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints churches. <laughs> so Um, He says this, he says, quote, one reason we do not emphasize the cross as a symbol stems from our biblical roots. Um, That's really interesting. He claims that it's because uh, the Roman Empire's crucifixion was one of the most agonizing forms of execution. He also claims that early followers of Jesus Christ did not highlight this brutal um, suffering of Jesus. He also says that 
by the fourth and fifth centuries, the cross was being introduced as a symbol of generalized Christianity. And he says, but ours is not a generalized Christianity being neither Catholic nor Protestant. We are rather a restored church, the restored new Testament church. Thus our origins and our authority go back before the time of councils, creeds, and iconography. In this sense, the absence of a symbol that was late coming into common use is yet another evidence that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is a restoration of true Christian beginnings. Okay, so let me see if I can understand what he's saying. He's saying, for, for our listeners who are maybe a little bit less informed on this, Mormons, the Mormon Church, or Joseph Smith said that all the other churches were apostate. That the you know the the biblical church in the first century with the apostles that was all cool, but after the last apostles died out, uh, the priesthood didn't get passed on. The, it was just apostate, and and you know everything everything that came with the church by the time Joseph Smith started the Mormon Church in 1830, to include all of the Protestant Reformation stuff. That all of that stuff was garbage. All of that stuff was apostate including, Bo, do I get this right? Including the iconography. And of course, the biggest, you know, the biggest icon in Christianity is the cross. So they're saying the cross is apostate like all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, spot on. And and that, that's that been the case my whole life. Mm. Like I, I knew all of this growing up. I knew that wearing a cross was not okay. Wearing a cross meant that you weren't Mormon, right? Mm. Wearing a cross meant that you celebrated the death of Jesus rather than the life of Jesus. Like, that's what I was always taught. I was told right? that when I moved to Utah. People, people, Mormons, that was one of the main things Mormons would say to me is they'd pick on me for the cross. And, you know, at our church, we have crosses at our church. And we would still occasionally have people say, why would you have a cross? Why would you have the, the symbol of torture and death on there? And that was always a line that we heard from Mormons. So that's why this whole thing is just, I mean, it's shocking me, but it, I don't even know what the word is for you two, because KD, what would, one year ago, when you were going to the ward, what would have happened if you would have worn a cross to church? Um, I'd for sure get funny looks, uh, because you just, uh, when growing up in the Mormon church, you're just taught those things, that it's not, it's not our symbol, that... Those Christians, poor babies, they don't have the truth, right? They don't have the actual restored gospel, and they're they're lacking in knowledge. That's what I was taught, and that symbol was just grievous to us. And and yeah, that that was how I thought about it. How are Mormons going to respond to this? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe you guys. How, maybe I should ask it like this: If you were still Mormons today, how would you respond to this? Would this be would this be even too far for some Mormons? Are some are some Mormons going to say, "Wait a second, we've been keeping score here. This is too big of an about face," or are they just going to kind of like drink the Kool Aid here? You know what? It's funny because the church has done way bigger things, Brian, in in the history of the church that. And, and have convinced their members to be okay with it, right? Um, if you think about getting rid of polygamy, but still practicing it in heaven, right? If you think about um, blacks not being able to have the priesthood and, and teaching that they are less valiant in the pre-earth life, 
which is why they're born the way they are. And now, and then getting rid of that teaching, which obviously thank heavens they got rid of that teaching. <laughs> right. It's awful. But, but I guess what I'm saying is they've done this before. <laughs> so I, I, I w- if I were still Mormon, I'm sure I would let, let it fall off my shoulder. Right. I, I would just, it's water under the bridge. Cool. We can embrace the cross. Now I've always wanted to wear a cross. Let's go. You know, like I don't, I, I think most Mormons are at this point, I'm trying to, okay. I'm trying to be careful with how I say this, but I think at this point, the Mormon church has, a, has done a good enough job teaching its members that they are Christian to, to the point where I think the majority of the member base is going to be like, yeah, we are Christian. Oh, I, yeah, I do like the cross, actually. Yeah, that's fine. That, that's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board, right? And I think that uh, magically you start hearing less conference talks about the cross not working and about why the cross is beautiful. You start seeing less and less references to old conference talks that, that say otherwise, and it just goes off in the distance just like all the other stuff that has. But here's a, here's a problem at the end of the day. I mean, Bo, put on, you've been putting on your seminary teacher hat a lot, but today I'm going to have you put your marketing hat on. At the end of the day, if you're marketing all these wards around us, hundreds, thousands of wards in Utah, if you're marketing these as Christian churches and you get someone moving in from Texas or from, or from California or just even a, someone who grew up in Utah but never really went to the Mormon church, you get them going to a Mormon church. Is it is the is the brand matching the product? That's a, it's a great point, and and that's really the the question of a rebrand in marketing in general, right? If if your goal is to change the frame of reference, um, that that's one thing, but the the thing that often gets overlooked with rebrands is the brand positioning is is it's it's not just about the name it's about the product right it's about the experience you have when you go into that mormon church that church of jesus christ of latter day saints so they can claim to be christian they can get rid of the name mormon but without a change in the product without a change in the doctrine without a change in the teachings of the mormon church uh is it going to lead to saving faith in Jesus? Is it going to lead you to the Jesus of the Bible? Is it going to lead you to believe in and follow uh, the Jesus that, that came to earth, died, lived again, and revealed himself to the world? Yeah. Are they going to be preaching Jesus? Like really yeah. preaching Jesus? In, I mean, what's your take on that? Are they going to... Re- are they going to are, is the average person in the ward, the, the bishops all around the country or even just around this particular state, are the bishops all of a sudden going to start preaching biblical sermons about Jesus? I don't think so, right? Well, you'll, you'll, you'll get a couple hmm. sermons about Jesus every, every couple months. Uh, we, we visited a, a Mormon ward recently, this, this past month, and I heard Jesus' name when they closed when they closed in prayer Mm. and that's, that's it. I heard a lot of stories from people's lives and heard Joseph Smith's name several times, heard some book of Mormon prophet stuff, but Jesus was lacking. And, and that's, that's the, 
that's the crux of this conversation, right? Is um, you can change the facade and you, you can change the name or, or go back to the original name or emphasize the original name, excuse me. But, but again, it's the doctrine and the, the belief system that is not biblical. And, uh, and so as, as Christians go into these churches thinking that they're going to another Christian church, obviously they're, they're going to realize pretty quick um, that it's different. And, and look, I don't think any, more, any member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is going to disagree. I think they're going to say, no, it is different. You're right. Um, and, and that's where I would just encourage people to, to study the history, to know it, to know it inside and out, to understand where the Bible comes from and understand that history inside and out, and to make a faith decision. Bone KD, let's end this episode for the for the Mormon listener, I should call I should say for the member of Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints listener. It is a mouthful. For that listener who's maybe never been to a Christian church. What 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 you know, a church like Alpine Church where where you guys attend, where I pastor. A church like that, why don't you finish this episode by talking about a church that where the product does match the branding, where, you know, we have a cross on our church, we have a cross on the icon on Google Maps, but it actually matches up with what someone would experience. But there are a lot of listeners right now who've never experienced it, and it's probably intimidating for them to think of coming to a church like Alpine why don't you just end by talking about what that experience really is like and and how centered it truly is on Jesus and what the cross really means to us at our church? Yeah, I would just say to any person with a Mormon background listening who is feels a little bit nervous to go to a Christian church, just come on in. You know, the water's great. It's awesome. It's different than what you would find in a Mormon ward. That's for sure. And it's a good different. It is definitely representative of Jesus Christ. Um, and it is, it's amazing. Uh, you'll sing and worship um, Jesus Christ. You'll hear from the Bible. You'll hear the entire message from the Bible and Jesus Christ will be referenced the entire time along with his apostles. Um, and it's just so uplifting. It feeds you, it nourishes you. And I always look forward to coming back, which is just something I couldn't say, unfortunately, as, as a Mormon. And I do say it now proudly that I'm excited and I look forward to coming to Alpine and I listen to this to the, I listen to the podcast that you release that for the sermon that's coming up so that I'm ready and I love it. And I just hope that you'll give it a chance. Having grown up Mormon, having grown up going to sacrament meeting every week, you know, my whole life, giving talks myself, uh, teaching people on my mission, teaching seminary, etc. Um, I really thought I had it all together. I thought I had it all figured out. I thought that that's what it was to be edified and uplifted by, by God's word. And then I stepped foot in a Christian church. That's when I realized what a gospel believing church could be like. It was so awesome. It was so filling and our kids experienced it too. That's the other thing. 
I did not expect that. But our kids came home talking about Jesus. They, they, they come home every week talking about Jesus. And we, um, the experience has been stark, the difference. Um, and I'm not saying that as a knock against the Mormon church. I'm not at all. It's just that the experience is completely different. And, and that's because the emphasis is completely different. One is a biblical Christian church. And the other is the Mormon Church. How has your perspective on the cross changed from what you were taught about it for all those years in Mormonism? Yeah, I I proudly wear the cross because it's my goal to pick up my cross and follow Him. It's it's my goal to um, to remember that God lives in me, that I'm the temple of God, and that. Uh, that I want God to work through me. The, the cross is a symbol of hope. It's a symbol of redemption. It's a symbol of uh, my undeserving self being redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for it. And, and it's, it's, it's not a Masonic symbol. It's the new covenant. It's, it's his blood. And that's what it represents. And that's why I, I proudly wear it. That's why I'm grateful for what Jesus has done. And that's, that's why I, I praise him and worship him. And, and I want to serve him and share his message and his gospel with as many people as I can. For me, the cross symbolizes my, where I was supposed to be. That was where I was supposed to be because I am a sinner. And I never understood that as a Mormon. We've spoken to that many times. But for me, the cross symbolizes that love and grace that God extends to all of humanity if they just look and believe and believe in Jesus Christ. And I'll just finish with um, 1 Corinthians 1.18. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are headed for destruction, but we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. Hey listeners, Pastor Brian here. If you're enjoying our podcast, would you consider becoming a donor? Our goal is that these podcasts would reach the largest audience possible. So obviously it takes money to create good podcasts, but more than that, we want to make sure to market this to the whole nation and even to the world. That's where your donation comes in. So would you consider becoming a monthly donor? And to do it, just visit PursueGod.org forward slash donate.